To the first episode of Gotta Ask Davet, the financial planner, where we encourage financial literacy and prosperity. I am your announcer, Benny Steiner, joined by your host, Davet Jones. Hello, Davet. How are you today? Hey, y'all. Hey, I'm phenomenal. How are you today, Benny? I am good. I am good. I am excited about our first episode. Likewise. Well, I'm excited about our first guest. We have a guest here on the line with us today. Um, Her name is Michelle, and she's going to tell us a little bit about her financial journey, her financial concerns and opportunities, and we're going to see what we can do to be of assistance to her. So, Michelle, are you on the line with us today? Hi, I am. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. So if you can tell me a little bit about yourself, your financial situation, maybe we can kind of help you to get to where you need to go. So what's your number one concern? Um, Purchasing a building at my age. I'm I'm a single uh, woman in late 50s and I have a few years before I retire and I want to purchase a building to bring in extra income. And I'm wondering if that's a risk that I should take or should I just focus on my 401? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. No, that's absolutely great. So tell me a little bit about the building. Um, what does the building look like? How many? Is it a, a office building? Is it residential? Tell me. Uh, I think it's like 8,000 square feet. It's just a building. It's empty. I just want to go in there and put my little into it so people can have a repass or small parties, not a large gathering, but just something small and dainty. Okay. Excellent. So kind of like a, maybe a small banquet hall. Yes, ma'am. Perfect. Now, do you have background in actually throwing parties, decorating different things of that nature? Just families and friends. Yes. Okay. And they come to you every time they need to have something done. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, So purchasing the building, what is the price of the building? One building is like $180,000. And it has everything that, no, the one for two fifty dollars has everything I need. Just go in there and make some arrangement. The other one is like a clean slate. It's $180,000. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so that's perfect. So let's kind of talk about your financial situation and see if this is going to be a good fit for you. So I know you mentioned that you were in your late 50s. When do you plan to retire? Uh, At what age? In order to get full benefits, I have to be like 67 and a half. Okay, perfect. 67. And what type of work do you currently do? I teach preschool. As far as your annual income, what would you say that is roughly? About 52,000. And your 401k or is it 403b? Good question. It's okay. They're the same. <laughs> They're still qualified dollars that you they you put money in, they match the money, and you have to pay taxes on all of that money. Now, when we talk about your down payment for this building, how much do you currently have put aside? About fifty thousand. 
with 50,000, I'm sure that you're going to be really good to do at least the 20% on any type of conventional loan. Is your credit score? How is that? The last time I checked 780. Good job. Good job. All right. So going back to the building itself, what are we looking like for your structure? Do you have a business plan? Do you already have people kind of lined up to come in? My, my question I'm leading to is how you going to make money, girl? <laughs> that's my question to you. <laughs> and that's part of it is, you know, going into it, we definitely want to create some type of structure that says you're going to say within three months, have this up and running. You're already starting to advertise it. You're already promoting some of your parties and events that you have already done previously. So people know that you're transitioning into a new arena. They can definitely start open a calendar and say, hey, we're going to start booking so we can start taking deposits because you've got not only just the building, you've got, of course, you talk about one being 250 and it's basically ready to go. The other one's 180. It's a clean slate, but either way, you're going to have to put some money into it. Um, something else we would look into is what are the utility costs and the taxes going to be on this building? What is the insurance going to look like as well? Because that all needs to come out inside of your financial plan. So even though you may look at the building itself and say, I have 50 and I can put it down, but what is it actually going to cost to get me up and running? Maybe they only want 40 for you to put down. 10 will, of course, kind of get you through the door and kind of start your marketing your business processes, but you definitely want to be able to get it set up where you can start having clients to come in quickly, maybe even start putting a poll up on social media or Facebook to ask people, are you looking for a meeting space and kind of really getting them in the mind frame of what you do and, and how, and who you serve. I'm thinking about this week here is graduations are starting up here in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, it might be a really good thing for graduation parties. You might want to think about creating a schedule that would say, what type of events do you want to have throughout the course of the year? I know you mentioned repasses, which of course people have funerals every day, but being able to see how else you can use this and be able to do baby showers. Have you got an idea of what type of events, like a list of the different type of events that you would want to host inside of your building? Right now, I'm kind of scared to like actually purchase a building. I was thinking also about leasing a building, um, which would be better to lease or purchase. It really depends on the lease, because if you're able to go into it and maybe you get a year lease, then and of course, you remember, you've got three different kinds of leases. So you've got your basic lease that, of course, the company would take care of everything. All you are is a tenant. You come through the door and maybe you turn on the utilities and boom, you're going. Then you've got a second kind of lease, which is going to be a modified lease. And that modified lease may require you to pay the property taxes as well as the insurance as well as the utilities and everything else. Then the third kind is triple net, where you take care of everything and they pretty much stick you in there for about a three-year period. So if depending on how they're actually leasing out this building, you want to make sure that it's going to meet your needs and the income that you bring in from the business is going to be able to take care of the business. It's great that you have money as your down payment, but we also don't want to impact your everyday living, your lifestyle, your mortgage, your rent, your groceries, your shopping, your traveling, the things that you want to do. And you also may want to consider staffing. 
for this because there could be some opportunities where people would be able to utilize this building through the week while you're still teaching. And that was another option, like a blank slate. One of the things that I'm really passionate about is having a place for children to come after school and to do homework. And then later on, like on the weekend, geared towards the banquet style, the birthday parties, baby showers. We see that quite often. I mean, kind of like the YMCA is a place where kids can come after school. They have after school care and, you know, you could do tutoring and things of that nature. But people rent that out just the same for baby showers. So you may just want to make sure that your equipment, that's something else you may want to consider. What type of tables and chairs, equipments are you going to have and do they function for both easily? So, you know, we may be looking at some eight foot banquet tables and the chairs, but you definitely don't want the chairs. It's going to be hard for the kids and they'll hurt themselves. But of course, you know, when we usually do banquets and things like that, we'll just use a regular folding chair. So you might want to take some special consideration as to what type of furniture and furnishings you will need to purchase in order to make this come off well. And I believe that you can. I absolutely believe it can serve the dual purpose. Depending on your area, you know, you may determine that one is more more of a necessity than the other. And that would give you kind of your lead in so you can at least start bringing in the kids and having a place for after school care. Do remember, if you are going to have a place that has child care in the day, early afternoons, and then turn over into kind of a place for small birthday parties and things of that nature. What type of, if at all, any alcohol or spirits that might be create limitations in being able to use the facility as such? Okay. Did that make sense? It does. When I was looking into it, I was, well, I went on the internet and looked at the table, the banquet tables and chairs, and like to hold about 150 people, the setting, brand new settings, ran like $7,000 for the tables and the chairs. Um, I, One thing I would encourage you to do, and I'm sure that you already have started this, is create some type of spreadsheet that will allow you to say, all right, if I'm spending $7,000 on the furnishings, and then I'm also maybe dropping about $20,000 as the down payment as well, whether you purchase or maybe even say for the lease, I'm at least devoting $20,000 to the first year of renting out the facility, what the utilities are going to be, if the utilities are going to end up being somewhere close to uh, what's that going to be about four or $500 a month for just the utilities, the insurance, um, any bonds that you would need to have, being able to kind of incorporate a spreadsheet of all of those numbers. Do you already have that? I do not. Okay. That's going to really help you to kind of gauge how much money you need to bring in. Do you know how much you're going to charge people to rent out the facility? Like what's the, even still, what's the going rate for renting out a facility in your area? It may be $150 an hour. It might be $500 per hour. I don't know, but you definitely want to kind of look around and see what other people are doing. So you can price yourself appropriately. Don't underprice yourself, but definitely make sure that that's going to fit into everyone's financial 
And as well, it fits into your financial plan. It allows you to be able to say, I can host four events a month. And if I can host these four events a month and I'm bringing in 500 from each of these events, that's $2,000 of income. My rent is $1,000. My utilities is $500. My um, insurance and everything else. So we don't want you to say, I did these four events. It came up to $2,000. And your staffing, if you bring, hire anybody in to come in and help you with setting up or security and different things of that nature, we don't want it to turn out where you actually are spending $2,300 a month, but only bringing in the 2000 So as far as you renting or buying or, or leasing, the true thing is you just want to put your numbers together. Put your numbers together and figure out what was going to make the most sense for you. You have a great cushion, but you definitely also want to say, hey, I want to make sure that I can do this in a matter of six months. I want to turn a profit. Like I want to pay for radio ads. I want to do marketing on social media and buying ads there as well. I want, you know, maybe do a transition video on TikTok where I'm showing I'm taking a blank slate and I'm turning into something beautiful that people are going like, oh man, that's great. I want to do my events there. So really pushing all of those ideas onto paper so you can always go back to them. And then of course, the whole point of doing that is one, you do it for yourself. So you know how your business is going to make money. Number two, you're also going to be doing it for the sake of if you ever wanted to go to the bank and get a business loan, then you could be able to incorporate that in as well. Something else that just came to mind was catering. Are you going to cater? Do they bring in their own food? That's definitely something that you want to, or even having a list of caterers that you trust so you can be able to serve that purpose for people who want to throw a function or event. And they are truly looking for a party planner, someone who is going to handle every detail. Figure out where you are in that spectrum. Maybe you don't want to handle every detail. Maybe you just want to make it where it's you, you come in and you do what you like. But of course, you definitely want to have a level of rules or regulations like you can't do this, you can't do that. You've got to have so many hours to get in and set up. And of course, that goes into how long they're going to be able to use the facility and what the costs are for that. If they do the cleanup, if you do the cleanup. Now, I know I said a lot. And I wrote a lot. Okay. And I hope it helped you. I hope you found it beneficial. So my next question to you is, are you prepared for a lot? Is your time, is your lifestyle going to allow you to incorporate all these different aspects? And if so, how long would it take for you to get it up and running? To be perfectly honest, I'm a procrastinator and we just lost our dad uh, less than a year ago. So right now it's been on my plate forever and I just need a little bit more time, maybe a few months to get over his anniversary to put it in place. But I I have looked into places, um, the prices, thinking about purchasing the items and I'm debating if I should go new if or if I should go old or if my age is really a factor you know, purchasing something that, because my house doesn't cost as much as this building. Sure. So sure, sure. That's important. I, I don't want to bite off too much. And, and it's I understand. So you actually did start this conversation by saying, should I buy the building or should I contribute to my 401k? So let's go back and revisit that, that conversation. Because I think the number one thing of it is, is 
people enjoy having businesses and they enjoy having the income stream, um, but businesses can create a great deal of work. Of course, I know that I've run mine and it definitely was a challenge to kind of get to where I needed to be over time. But by the grace of God, it definitely did exactly what I needed to do. So definitely being able to stick with it, show that perseverance and ensure that, you know, this is a number one goal for you. This is a vision. This is truly something that's in your heart of hearts that you want to see come to fruition and you going to, you know, go eat ramen noodles to make it happen. If that ain't you, baby, that's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> good. Good. So back to the 401k, approximately round numbers. You can say, however, how much money do you have in your 401k? 98,000. All right. And you are contributing how much per paycheck? So 5%, so 52,000 times 405. So that's about 26 a year that you're putting into it. And how much does your employer match? As of now, they're doing 6% because they, it was five was the max on each from them and myself. So right now they're doing six. So we'll go back to five. Okay. So they're putting in 2,600 as well. They're matching what you're putting in the 2,600 as well. Now, in respect to your pension, exactly how much do you anticipate in getting a pension income at age 67? Zero. No pension? No pension. Just 401k? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, And have you looked at your social security numbers to know how much you'll be bringing in for social security income? I have not. Okay. So definitely go to ssa.gov and you can go through the process, sign up for your retirement, check in. You remember they used to send those social security statements out in the mail? I do. They stopped doing that a few years ago, but now you can go online and be able to pull that out. So you've got three numbers that you'll have. You'll have early retirement, which is 62, and that's going to be 30% of whatever your full retirement benefit is. Your full retirement benefit is going to be the 67 age 67. And then you have age 70, which is your maximum retirement benefit that you could get. So if you love teaching and say, you know, I could hang in until 70, then that's absolutely great. But we definitely want to start kind of looking at these numbers to see where we are for retirement, because now I'm not going to get too deep. And I know 52 is what your annual is. That's your gross. But what's your net? What do you actually bring home and live off of? Per month, per paycheck, what do you actually bring home per month? A little over 24. 24 a month, okay. And remind me, were you married, single? Divorce. Divorce. Any children? Two. Okay, perfect. And how old are your children? 33, 27. All right, excellent, excellent. Any of them at home? One. Okay, and as far as your current income, I know that your your credit score is phenomenal, but your budget, have you looked at your household budget and said, how much money do you need to live off of? Are you living off of all $2,400 a month or are you saying I can do $2,000 and still be able to put $400 a month away for my financial future? Yeah, I could pay everything with one check. Okay. Any? Are you saving extra outside of your paycheck? Yes. Perfect. Um, mutual funds, do you have a Roth IRA? Yes. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So we have you as about a hundred thousand. Let's see if we can get a quick little calculation here. Other question with you being divorced, were you married more than 10 years? 
Yes. Okay. Um, do you feel like your ex-spouse would uh, have a higher social security than you? Yes. Okay. Um, what's the age difference between the two of you? 10 months. Okay. All right. So that means you would basically would be retiring around the same time. So I ask that because you could be able to take your spouse's social security once they file, even though they're your former spouse, you could still take that and even prolong some of your own social security. I know that you said you were in your late fifties. Are we talking 56 or 58? How old are you? 56. All right. Perfect. And retiring at 67, we've got an income of 52,000. And we've probably got about outside of your 401k. You said that was 98. What other assets besides the 50,000 do you have that's sitting aside for your retirement? The Roth that you were talking about. Okay. And what's the value of that? 6,000. Do you get income increases, pay raises? Yes. All right. 1%, 2% every year? Uh, yep. 1%. Excellent. Okay. And... As it stands right now, in order to meet 90% of your current household income, retiring at age 67, assuming the 105000 that you already have as retirement savings, the Roth IRA, as well as your 401k, then it looks like you are going to need to save a little bit more for retirement. Uh, let me hit the recalculate. For your retirement to give you to have a comfortable retirement, you're going to need about $1.2 million to live a comfortable retirement. So you definitely need to contribute more towards your retirement plan and financial. You could probably reduce some of your pre-retirement income. So if I reduce that down and say, if we were looking at 60% of the 52000 which that's not bad. And I'll tell you why. Your gross is 52000 However, you're only bringing in $28,000 a year. That's that 24 a month that you're getting times 12. That's 28,000. So if you're comfortable with that lifestyle and you want to be able to maintain it, or do you plan to do other things like travel? Do you want to spend time with any grandkids? Are you planning to um, boat or golf or do all these other things in retirement? That's basically what you do on Saturday, how you spend your money on Saturday. <laughs> in retirement, every day is going to be a Saturday. Okay. So is it if it's shopping, if it's getting your hair done, if it's eating out, if it's you know just going on boat rides, is that built inside of your retirement plan as well? And that's where we have to be able to determine what number between 52000 and 28000 that you need for the comfortable retirement that you want. You pick that number, not me. Well, my house should be paid off in the next 10 years. So does that make a difference? It does make a difference. Absolutely. And the other question that I have in regards to your home is, are you planning to downsize or do anything else? You're going to just continue to stay in your home? Okay. Um, have you done any upgrades or additions to your home? Perfect. Just wanted to make sure that the home wasn't going to require you to spend more money for that. Um, I still would say make sure that you keep a nice little cushion aside for the house. So even though you were used to paying a mortgage, that will, how much is your mortgage? $550. $550. Okay. You can definitely add that 550 back into your budget for retirement, but do take into consideration inflation will continue to go up. So that's milk, gas, bread, eggs, all of that will continue to go up as well as, and of course, you know, we're in this very hyperinflationary area right now. 
Also, make sure that you're putting something aside in an HSA, a health savings account for long-term care. I don't know that you have a plan set up for that already, but please do make sure that that is something that if you do have some extra monies to put aside for retirement right now, put that into a HSA. The reason why is you get the tax deduction now while you're working. And when you take it out for medical purposes later, then that's going to be 100% tax free. Um, medical is one of the biggest costs in retirement whether it's going to be the Medicare premiums, whether it's going to be any medications or anything that you would need for yourself, definitely want to make sure that you are putting some money aside for that as well. Okay. So if we go back down to 60% and say that that's going to be about $31,000 that you would live off of from your retirement assets. And we assuming this is going to be a 30 year retirement. So that's going to take you out till of course, 97. And I know that's a very long time, but you got to look at your family genes and figure out how long, how old was your father when he passed? 76. 76. So you want to be able to at least say, I want to plan for a retirement that at least takes me up to 80 comfortably. Mm -hmm. So we can definitely play with these numbers and kind of get a gauge. But um, right now, if we were going to take this out to 97, basically age 100, then you probably need to save about $451 a month to meet your current needs. And saving $451 a month to your 401k might be easier than starting a business. Yeah. <laughs> it does sound easier. Because I, yeah. I don't do a lot of travel or partying, hair, hair done, nails done. I don't do any of those things. So. Well, you're a better one than me, girl, because I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like buying a lot of weave because, um, yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. But, you know, you've got you've got two great opportunities. I mean, even still, based on what you're doing right now, you could do that four hundred dollars a month into the Roth IRA. I say the Roth and not the 401k because taxes. We just had a great situation where we just paid out all of this PPP money. We just paid out all these stimulus checks. We just paid out all of this unemployment insurance. Do you think taxes are going to go up or down in the future? Of course. up. Absolutely. And you're a single woman. So, of course, I am a single woman as well. That means that we're filing single or head of household. And once you get that other child out the house, then you probably just are going to be in one of the the highest tax bracket as a single individual. Um, then on top of that, when you're retired, you're not contributing to your 401k anymore. So you don't get that deduction. Also, your house is going to be paid off in 10 years. So now you're not even getting the deduction for your home. You see where I'm coming from? <laughs> So you want to definitely say, if I'm going to put that money anywhere, it needs to be the Roth IRA. So that way, when I go to take that money out, it's tax free. I don't have to worry about Uncle Sam getting in my pockets and taking tax money out of my retirement income the same way he was taking taxes out of your paycheck while you were working. Weigh your options. Weigh your options. If there's still something that you want to do and your vision and your passion is to be able to create this after school care center, maybe you start with one. And maybe just rent a building out and rent it out for, you know, something, maybe a thousand dollars a month so you can live out your dream, live out the goal that you actually want to have. I don't want to discourage you from, you know, exploring your vision. And then it becomes down to it and say, you know what, I probably actually could take this into the next phase. You mentioned before about should you buy new furniture or old furniture? I like growth. 
So that means if I can get a good deal on some old furniture and then I can grow as my income grows, I can go in and remodel, I can refresh, I can, you know, get some brand new things after a period of time. I would rather, you know, my clients to see that we're growing with them um, and not feel like I've just started off with something brand new and it's so pretty and shiny because we've seen that before. A lot of people will start businesses with the prettiest, most shiniest things and they don't have any way to make money. They spent all their money on their presentation to get the business up and going, but they never really marketed. They never really looked at the clients. I love that you're a teacher and that you want to do an after school facility because it's an easy transition. You already have access to all the kids. So for you to just, and you have the credentials, you have the accreditation, you have the other staff members and people that you work with that probably share your same vision as well. And they might even partner with you and help take some of the load off. And of course, you know, we go further together than we do as a single. So if you got mm -hmm. somebody in your corner who is of the right frame of mind, you might want to just go ahead and say, hey, let's go into and let's do this together. And that way you can be able to create something that, serves your purpose, serves the needs of the community and helps you to make a little money on the side as well. And then you can grow that money and let your business, the money from your business, make more money for you. And that's with leasing or purchasing that building? Leasing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Leasing. Leasing to get it going. Try and see if you can go into at least a year. Um, I don't know what you're going to do over the summer because I, I don't know that. Are you teaching summer school? Okay. So maybe the summer will give you a time to, you know, set up the, those three months, kind of get a set up by the time the school starts back in September or August, then you will be able to say, yeah, all right, we got an after school program. You can start marketing it, passing out flyers, sending an email blast out, getting a list of all of the parents for the PTA in concert with the PTA, letting them know that this is something available so they can start spearheading it and maybe even giving you donations. Oh, and really? using that to say, boom, now we've got a foundation and we can grow it from there. And of course, you got my contact information. I'll make sure that, you know, you have a way to reach back out to me and we can, you have further questions or anything like that and wanted to just brainstorm and go after, then yeah, we can talk about it. Thank you but so much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd love to see you do both. I want you to fund your retirement for you. But I also want you to be able to live out your life vision. And that life vision definitely is going to give you so much more joy, purpose, yes. and money, 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 money. <laughs> and and it's, it's so sad to say seeing my children do better is a little more important to me than that extra dollar. I, I mean, if I could get the extra money, I would love it. But I would love for the children to be able to be better. And that's why you start a business. That is so important. Everybody starts a business for the wrong reason because of money. You really want to start a business because you want to serve the community. You want to be able to see something change. And when you see that change, then it does really come back to you in the form of money. But that energy, that positive energy that you're putting out there to be able to help and support your community as they need it. And you're doing it out of love, not because you're greedy. You will definitely be successful. I have no doubt about that. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm so glad I called in. Likewise, likewise. This was really fun. I love brainstorming and talking and walking with people because I love to see this. I, I do. I want to see us all grow and be prosperous. That is what I do. So I appreciate you 
You have an amazing day. And of course, we can talk again off the recording (laughs) in the near future. Okay, my love? Yes. Yes. Thank you so much again. Perfect. You have an amazing day. And of course, continue to live your life stream. And thank you for joining us in today's episode. If you'd like to leave a comment or possibly become a guest on the show, please visit us at www.ardenstewarts.com. Again, that's www.ardenstewarts.com. And until next time, God bless.